Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hello there, my very good friends. Andy Murray here for What Culture Wrestling. And while we all have the tendency to get a little bit upset when wrestling promotions push crusty old dudes over hot, young, up-and-coming favourites, sometimes in pro wrestling, dudes old enough to be your dad just rule. We're going to talk about them today. Here are 10 wrestlers who still kicked ass in their 50s. Number 10. Jushin Thunder Liger. The really bittersweet thing about Liger's retirement in 2020 was that even though he was 55 years old and at the end of an epic 35-year career, the guy was still really great in the ring. I mean, if anyone in New Japan had earned the right to just take it easy and phone it in in his advancing years of his career, it was Liger. But he didn't. He was high effort to the very end, and sure, he wasn't flying and darting around the ring like he used to, but he was still one of the most complete wrestlers on the entire roster. A legendary figure and perhaps the most influential junior heavyweight wrestler of all time, Liger worked everywhere from CMLL and New Japan to WCW and yes, even WWE. Remember his takeover match with Tyler Breeze? That feels like it went down a lifetime ago. But Liger was 50 even then. Crazy. Number 9. Rick Flair. Of course the Nature Boy was going to be on this list. I mean, sure, we all lived through I'm Sorry, I Love You, one of the best, most emotional retirement matches ever. Rick Flair was 58 years old at that point, and yeah, he went away to TNA, he wrestled again, he kind of sullied the moment. But let's rewind a little bit. Ric Flair turned 50 years old in 1999. That was before WCW even went out of business. And when you think about all the awesome years he gave us in WWE after that, it's it's quite remarkable, really. I mean, he played such an important role as a member of Evolution, crafting, helping the young careers of Randy Orton and Batista. And beyond that, as a singles wrestler, tremendous feuds with Triple H and Edge in 2005, 2006 and beyond. Ric Flair for at least the first, I don't know, seven or eight years of his uh, 50s, 
really aged gracefully. He was a tremendous credit to the company and to himself. And that run, yeah, it was removed from his prime years, but it was so sick. Number eight, PCO. Frankly, it's a miracle that this guy can even walk these days. I mean, the former Quebecer Pierre returned to the ring in 2016 and reinvented himself really as a big bumping big man, taking all kinds of crazy head, neck and back bumps that men half his age should probably think twice about taking. Never mind that he's built like an absolute chimney stack. The guy went crazy and the scene went crazy for him. When he came back to the indies, PCO created his own buzz and this ended up with him signing for Ring of Honor at 50 years old in December 2018 and it's to his credit and to his effort into reinventing himself that when he won that company's world title the following year in his 50s, it didn't seem wrong or out of place at all. It was sentimental and it was nostalgic but it was really earned. And he's kind of on the downswing at the moment, even in that company, but what a comeback run this has been. One of the most incredible, after such a long period away from the ring, that I can think of. Number seven, Sting. Sting is currently 61 years old, and yes, okay, his current AEW run hasn't been perfect. It's involved a lot of snow and kind of like, pointing at Team Taz and being a little bit threatening and sticking up for Darby Allen, not doing a whole lot, not a whole lot of variation in this run so far. However, as we record this on last week's television, this guy just got snapped into the mat with a Brian Cage powerbomb. After all the surgeries, all the injury worries, everything else, Sting at 61 years old, He's still doing his thing, man. And let's not forget that for his last few years in Impact Wrestling, Sting was over 50 and sure, he wasn't putting in career best work and wasn't always booked particularly well, but he was still entering credible performances whenever asked to deliver in a big spot. If you don't believe me, rewind to Bound for Glory 2009, check out his match with AJ Styles. Even in his 50s, Sting has still done a lot of really good stuff. That's why he's on this list. Number six, Chris Jericho. So at a nice even 50 years old, Chris Jericho is the youngest person on this list. He didn't even turn 50 in fact until November 2020. But the thing about Jericho is that yes, he's this master of reinvention, but with his physical capabilities perhaps declining and yeah, maybe he's not the same force between the ropes he used to be. He is still an A-grade talker, an A-grade character, and now an A-plus star maker. He is vital at the moment in grooming MJF to eventually take his role atop the wrestling world. He's doing sterling work on Dynamite every single week and in the end this whole deal, this whole inner circle civil war, this whole partnership between MJF and Chris Jericho is going to help make MJF a megastar. It's tremendous stuff and star maker Chris Jericho in his 50s this is going to be one of the most productive periods of his whole career. Number five, Goldberg. All right, all right. I know that Goldberg isn't the most popular figure around the lot of you who like typing Oldberg, like it's some kind of sick burn and posting a thousand Krylath emojis after it, but hear me out. Okay, yes, he's had some stinkers, right? Uh, the Undertaker match was a near disaster, both in terms of uh, how it was performed and the health and safety of the bloody wrestlers. But 
think about the positives of this. Post 50 years old, Goldberg has had the really awesome Dolph Ziggler squash. I thought the Royal Rumble 2020 match with Drew McIntyre was done just right as well. But of course, the PS de resistance has to be that WrestleMania match with Brock Lesnar. Goldberg was over 50 and it was one of the most all-action five-minute bomb fests. A tremendous, concise, little action movie of a pro wrestling match really so much fun and bill did the damn thing say what you will about the guy he's not always used in ways that the fan base likes but he'll always have that match man number four the undertaker this is a kind of similar entry to goldberg really because there are a bunch of different matches you could point to from taker's later career and say that wasn't very good well maybe you should think about stepping away from the ring but the thing with Undertaker is that, yes, he has had these sloppier moments, and yes, there have been some disappointments, and yes, maybe there's an argument to be made that he should have stepped away from the ring a little bit earlier. But, come on, it's not been all duds. In his 50s, The Undertaker served up that awesome feud with Brock Lesnar, encompassing multiple pay-per-views. There was the Boneyard match, and yes, it was heavily produced and probably heavily rehearsed in a very big budget production, but... Okay, cool, fine. It was still the greatest B-movie that WWE has ever produced. And a whole lot of fun. And let's not forget the Graveyard Bloody Dogs. That match was so superb. It was actually one of my favorite WWE matches of that entire year. So yes, The Undertaker had a few slip-ups along the way. But there were times when WWE booked matches around his limitations. And he really looked great. Number three, Dustin Rhodes. It's really easy to take Dustin Rhodes for granted as a wrestler because he's been great basically since the early 90s as the natural and he's gone through so many phases of his career since then. And today he's not the most pushed commodity in AEW, but you just wind back the clock a year and a half or so, closer to two years I guess, but who's counting? Double or nothing, 2019, the peak of Dustin's in-ring career came when he was over 50 years old. That match with Cody was a dramatic, bloody classic, my favourite match of 2019, and testament to this man's enduring power as a pro wrestler. And even today, you can call on Dustin to do the job as a sympathetic babyface hero marching to his doom against a Lance Archer or anyone else you want to get over. The guy is phenomenal, one of the most underrated wrestlers of all time, and definitely somebody still kicking ass in his 50s. Number two, Minoru Suzuki. 2020 was not a vintage year for New Japan. The creative decline all across the company was there to see. But one major highlight was Minoru Suzuki, who was awesome throughout the year, having brutal, bruising, hard-hitting battles with the likes of Yuji Nagata and Shingo Takagi. He was maybe the best guy in the whole company all year long. And he did this at 51 and 52 years old. It seems that New Japan's murder grandpa is ageless, and his style, even though it hits hard and looks brutal, he doesn't really bump a whole lot. The scariest thing about Suzuki over everything isn't the scowl, it isn't the slaps, it isn't the chops, it's that he could probably do this for another four or five years and be just as good. And at number one, 
Terry Funk. It's always an absolute pleasure to talk about Terry Funk on this channel because we don't get the opportunity to do that terribly often, even though he is undisputably, in my view, one of the best wrestlers of all time, with two of his standouts attributes being his longevity and his ability to reinvent himself, his adaptability. It's impossible for me to sum up the full range of Terry Funk's awesomeness in this single video, but keep in mind that Terry was 50 years old when he was in ECW. He turned 50 for that company and he was this pioneering figure, this really important violent icon, this wrestling legend who really helped ECW rise from the ashes and becoming the force it became to be. And Paul Heyman will tell you the same thing himself. But even beyond that, we can go into the guy's 60s if you want. And why not do that? I mean, look at this. Look at this. This is ECW One Night Stand 2006. In this picture, covered in his own blood, Terry Funk is 61 years old. It's insane. That's what he looked like leaving this six-person tag on that show. And it's a great match, by the way. But 61, man. Gee whiz. I don't want to look anything like that when I'm 61 years old. I don't even want to get a paper cut when I'm 61 years old. God bless Terry Funk, man. Finally, in 2021, it looks once and for all that the Funker, after many, many attempts at doing so, has retired. He wrestled his last wrestling match in 2017 at the age of 73. <laughs> Good grief. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show yeah. is absolutely yeah. incredible. Or anime. Yeah, and under this sure. mask is another mask. <laughs> you can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday wherever you get your podcasts and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. <laughs> 